Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia, and together with me, our good friend, our returning champion, and sophologist par excellence, Jay Brog. Uh, hi, guys. Hi. Hey, hey, Jay. Welcome to Mind Podcast again. Yeah, yeah. Hi. It's a been a pleasure always, Adit. Always a pleasure. Yeah. So, so Jay and I are going to fill uh, finish our uh, election uh, election coverage trio. Uh, I, I say trio because we did a whole three episode uh, series on election coverage. The first one we did like a preview of um, of what happened in the UP elections uh, and other Punjab and uh, I mean all all the states basically. But UP, Punjab, and uh, Goa we focused on um, very closely and a bit of Uttarakhand as well. Um, the the next we did was a podcast with Nalin Mehta, where we talked about his book and, you know, why the BJP um, is where it is and, you know, the future of the BJP and so forth. And and the third and sort of previewing the assembly elections. And now we're going to do the third third one in the series, which is going to be an analysis of all the states that went to polls. So... Um, before we share, you know, the results, I mean, you all know the results, right? But before we share our screens and kind of show what numbers we got, over to you, Jay. What are your, uh, you know, quick takes on this? And uh, for all our viewers, listeners uh, live, I mean, please feel free to ask questions. Just post it as comments or tweet to us at MindMakers or at ASK00704 or at J-A-I-M-R-U-G, like one of us, and we'll take your questions. So, Jay, your initial take before we get into the nitty-gritties. I think I would like to borrow from the lexicon of the analysts of yesteryears, you know. When hmm. Sheila Dixit, uh ruled Delhi for three times in a row, you know, by the time it mm-hmm. was a third victory, you know, they said... This is now the natural party of governance in Delhi. Uh, I was just looking at the vote shares, Adit. UP mm. since 2014, Goa since 2012. Mm. And the BJP's vote share is constant almost. In mm. a way, it's emerging as a natural party of governance in those states. Mm. Now, you keep Uttarakhand out, but you take Goa, you take UP. Uh, now, maybe Manipur, sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's emerging as a natural party of governance. That's a fascinating phenomenon. For the first time, a non-Congress party is taking such a space. So wow. I think it's going to be fascinating. Is this the first time since independent India, pan-India? Because see, earlier you had like uh, Janta Dal and the Lok Dal and all those, you know, uh, Sandhi alliances just doing it in like a few states here and there. But this yeah. time you're saying BJP is emerging as that alternative pan-nationally. Not only that. You see, those Sanyukta Vidhayak dull type of experiments and Janta type of experiments, they wouldn't last beyond the tenure. Yeah. Right? Now, the BJP is showing capacity to last on its own for two tenures or more. Mm-hmm. Right? So, that's the fascinating part of it. You know, it means if you talk of non-Congress parties, which perhaps achieved it was only the left front in Bengal and the Biju Janta Dal in Orissa. <laughs> right, but now here you have a national party achieving a similar feat, which which is you know worthy of a long long analysis. And here we are to do that long analysis. <laughs> but uh, so I, let's let's get started, right? Let's let's get start. Uh, uh, let's get started with the discussion in Uttar Pradesh. Before I share the numbers, right? Is this like this is one of the most historic wins in Uttar Pradesh, right? As no party has come back to power in the last five decades like this after completing a full five years. 
BJP had two allies, the Apanadal and the Nishad party, which is the Nirbal Indian Soshit Hamara Amdal. And both Nishad party and Apanadal did remarkably well. I think Apanadal fought like 17 or 18 seats and won 12. Uh, the Nishad, yeah, the Nishad party, I don't know how many it contested, but it won six seats. And yeah. um, of course, the BJP won 255 seats in a stunning victory. Now, the Samajwadi Party and others like they won about uh, uh, Samajwadi Party's alliance 111 seats, RLD 8 seats, uh, and uh, Raj, the, oh, Mr. Rajbhar's party, the Suhel Dev's Bharti Samaj Party, Om Prakash Rajbhar's party won 6 seats. So together they won 125 seats and uh, the BJP alliance won 273 275 273 seats i'm sorry so yeah. um, stunning victory i think i think i think, I think uh, Adit, let's let's put these numbers in perspective yeah now last time the BJP's tally with its allies was 323 yeah with a vote share of 42.4% that was with its allies hmm. okay uh, in the Lok Sabha, the BJP was at 49 and a half with its allies. Okay. Uh, now, the astounding part is that in the assembly, you have the BJP. Now, if you now 41.4 is BJP on its own. Actually, it means there is a mild accretion to the BJP's vote base. Okay. If you add the allies now, we are going to look at a vote share of something like 45%. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Which is a mere four and a half percent dip from the Lok Sabha. Mm. So now the first point to make for our viewers is normally mm. between a Lok Sabha and an assembly, the mm. dips are anywhere between nine and twenty percent. Mm. Okay. Here the dip is just four and a half, which shows yes. a unique consolidation that has lasted eight years, 2014 to 2022. Fascinatingly unique consolidation lasting eight years. That's point number one. Yeah. Point number two, there is an absolute decimation of the BSP. In fact, if you look at Mayavati's press conference a couple of days ago, uh, you know, she 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 is not yet lost her old argument, her old narrative that it is a biased media which gave wrong opinion polls, which said that the BSP is the B team of the BJP. I mean, <coughs> if I just want to remind our viewers, it hmm. was she who unilaterally snapped this alliance in 2019 after the Lok Sabha polls, saying, let Akhilesh get his politics right. <laughs> and none of this wonderful Manuadi media uh, has questioned her that, you know, now, whose politics was right, Akhilesh or yours? And I don't know whether they should be called Manuwadi or anti-Manuwadi for that. <laughs> yeah. But but so that's the point. Now, she, she is just, you know, taking recourse to her old shibboleths. Okay. But the BSP is down to a vote share, which it was perhaps before, between 1991 and 1993. Or this but is almost the 1993 vote share of BSP. 
right it was it the bjp and it was a 27% respectable vote share that she had right right so then since then she has been on a continuous journey downhill uh, mm-hmm. one really doesn't know what was behind her mind what were her motives to stay out of the election right i mean to stay out of an alliance to stay out of aggressive campaigning i mean her whole policy of not going on for going in for alliances she might have to review i mean we'll go to uttarakhand but in the neighboring uttarakhand the gap between the bjp and the congress is six and a half percent and the bsp is at 4.85 i mean she could have made some value by going into an alliance right mm-hmm. so i think that's that's when we come to uttarakhand and an overall perspective we should look at by bsp look at the congress it's down to <laughs> Three percent. It's the party has practically disappeared. See, there are some very, very interesting facets of this election, uh, Adit. I'll first they deal with the gross level numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Now there is a blo- visible loss of the BJP in Western UP, about twenty-five to twenty-seven seats. Western UP and Royal Khan put together. Yeah. Right. So if you add those twenty-seven to two seventy-three, it is three hundred. Yeah. Right. They lost an ally which was having a great presence in East UP, which was Om Prakash Rajbhar. Hmm. Right. The, who has himself won six seats. Hmm. Right. Now, if you add that as an alliance synergy, you can add another 15 seats to that. So that is 315, right. which hmm. practically means the BJP has could have the potential to repeat the 2017 tally with a much more enhanced vote base. I think this is a complete no-brainer. I mean, which which means the party actually consolidated, actually consolidated on the ground. Wow. So okay. you're telling me that, that, that the BJP actually with a few seats here and there could actually have repeated the 2017 tally. Absolutely. The, the same allies that is OP Rajbharin and no mm. farmer protest, which means BJP was going to repeat the 2017 tally. Hmm. I mean, this, this, and that too, after being five years in governance, after having faced the second wave of Corona migration during the lockdown, this, given all that, is a stupendous performance. No, and and, and let's, because this is very interesting, right? Because you you are talking about the decline of Mayavati and the decline of Congress. Let's look at the Congress, right? Congress is at 2.33%. They have done worse than Ajit Singh, right? And the, I, I don't think in the history of Uttar Pradesh, someone has ever done worse than Ajit Singh's party because like amongst the major parties, because Ajit Singh's party, I mean, it only stands in some districts of Western UP, the Bagpat, Mathura, Hathras Belt, right? So, yeah. so you have a ridiculous sort of uh, 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 cloud, uh, jump down of, you know, the vote share. But I want to, I want to like talk, talk a little bit about the Congress and then we are going to go with the uh, Uttar Pradesh results by district and by, you know, by, by region, because that the story is even more comprehensive. Yeah, see, look, look, as far as the Indian National Congress is concerned, hmm. uh, I think even in areas in and around Amethi, they've done hmm. very, very poorly. Hmm. Right? So the Congress has 
at best manage to poll the votes that are the votes of the individual candidates whereas yeah. the candidate could poll something for himself he's polled which practically means that in the eyes of the uttar pradesh voter the congress does not carry any brand equity so the basically what you underlying, underlying headline you know hmm. nee what you are telling me is that uh, this is the only thing they have uh, repeated is the republic of rampur khas <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah which is pramod tiwari's old seat which by the for our viewers and listeners i'll tell you because a lot of you guys will be listening to this on soundcloud um i i, I will uh, i'll i'll say because this is live and because we are doing some uh, screen screen sharing and showing the seats so you'll have to come to the youtube page to uh, look at the look at those so i apologize for that guys but you you can you know if for those of us you are folks who are listening to us on soundcloud uh, later uh, this pramod tiwari has won the seat had used to win the seat for like eight or nine times in a row and how doesn't it didn't matter however good or bad the congress did across the state they would always win rampur khas and now his daughter wins rampur khas if i'm not mistaken yeah 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 Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So walk through this map of UP, uh, Jay. I mean, this is this is uh, this is insane, right? I mean, look at the look at the saffron wave. The BJP has pretty much swept uh, UP. I think yeah. the only districts where the Samajwadi Party has caused uh, a significant impact is a bit of the Purvanchal region, bit of the old Awad region where the 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 Sefai uh, Etawa belt and so forth. Uh, yeah. The some 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 sort of losses and gains in uh, bundelkhand but then again the the parties in uh, blue that you see are also the bjp allies if i'm not mistaken yeah. and the, yeah. the the in yellow i think is uh, also the ally so basically if you look at it i mean it's a sweep right and 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 yeah. what bjp will take heart from is the performance in western uttar pradesh because western yeah. uttar pradesh was a uh, area of concern and except for a few districts where um, where there has been some sort of a, a, a muslim yadav coalition or a little bit of the muslim jat coalition along with the rlda that's where the bjp has lost a few seats but it did so well last time that it was bound to lose a few seats but it seems more or less it, it's recovered or at least it's held on to a lot of its base old base yeah yeah now yeah. so i think there are a couple of fascinating things in this uh mm -hmm. one is that while the yadavs have retained their bastions around jaswant nagar you know that's the small thing you see in the lower half yeah. right uh that's that's jaswant nagar itawa yeah yeah just in that mm -hmm. lower half yeah yeah absolutely mm -hmm. where your cursor is right now Hmm. yeah the, the 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 different color from the bjp you see there is a yadav influence yeah right now if you go up the entire area bordering nepal it's it's hmm. very interesting that is a fairly fairly muslim dominant belt i mean muslim voters are anywhere upwards of 30% over there hmm. Hmm. there the bjp somehow seems to have a polarized vote where the sp alliance has picked nothing if you look at the sp alliance's picks there are mm -hmm. parts of the upper doha that is the upper area above delhi mm -hmm. okay the mm -hmm. real uh, area of the agitation focus they are there then they are in pockets of ruhelkhand in a big way that is sambhal rampur all of that which yeah. is again understandable because there is a good my combination working there mm -hmm. right the rest of the entire central region the bjp has swept completely now just just scroll down a little bit you're going to the eastern part of the state now this is a part of the state where there is a traditional yadav vote 
there is a substantial Muslim vote as well. Okay. Now there again in stretches, the SP has done well. Okay. Yet the BJP does show great consolidation in Purvachal. Primarily, if you take the region between Gorakhpur and Balia, yeah, that's the small yeah. saffron patch you're seeing on the right-hand side of the state. Yeah, that small patch. That yeah. is like, you know, you can say, you know, courtesy the chief minister being from there. Mm. And what is more interesting is, ideally, that entire lower part of the state, if you just go down, you know, the last uh, sort of district in Uttar Pradesh, which is Roberts Gunch. Yeah, this limb is Roberts Gunch, right? You go from Roberts Gunch via Allahabad down, right until Agra up to so parts of Kundelkhand and Agra. This is actually the BSP old stronghold. In fact, even when the BSP started doing well in 96, 98, it was in this region that the BSP picked up seats. Hmm. Most of the early stalwarts, Nasibuddin Siddiqui, uh, 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 Mr. Brijlal Khabri, they're all from this belt. Hmm. And that is where is the real stunning news that most of the BSP voters have hmm. actually walked over potentially to the BJP, yeah. right? So again, mm -hmm. if you look at Mayavati's press conference there, she 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 is saying that mere samaj ke logon ne to kam se kam mujhe vote diya, uske mein unki bahut abhari hu, jitna bhi rin ho, mera kam hai, hmm. right? Uh, where she acknowledges basically that the other communities among the SCs, they actually walked over to the BJP, and this no, but the low consolidation you're seeing is absolutely that 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 sort of the belt which has gone over to the uh, uh, to the bjp no so I, I i but i think even even her saying that mere samaj ke logon ne vote diya is a bit of a fraud analysis because uh, there is ample evidence uh, uh, in post poll surveys that actually some of the jata vote and especially the non jata obc vote that used to go with mayawati uh, uh, but certainly the even parts of jata vote are slowly eroding and going towards the bjp so and and, and you saw that in parts of western up where they said that a lot of the jat vote if it was a muslim candidate from the sprld they have switched to the bjp and then in many cases the the uh, the votes has gone to the bjp so this this has basically sent the analysts for a toss as well uh, uh, and the BJP for uh, <clears throat> see now here is the thing the 41% is misleading because the reason I say it misleading is because you have to also include the uh, the allies of what vote what votes they got and the allies won't be listed here but I think if you they'll be in the others because of you know they fought only 18 seats but I think if you add it up it goes up to a solid 42% or a little bit above 42% no, that's why I said no no it, it is much more it should go up to 45 yeah, because, yeah, because see the allies have themselves, if you add the Nishad party and Apnadal, you're looking at something like 20 seats, 18 seats. Yeah, yeah. 18 right? seats. Yeah, yeah. Those 18 seats easily mean some 3% vote. Exactly. So, so you're, you're talking of a number which is 44 plus for the BJP and allies. Yeah, I was trying to see if there is a detailed analysis yet here, but no, but this is how good or bad the uh, the exit polls did. Uh, see, the, now this is this is one of the things, okay? I find this very funny um, because uh, every exit poll claimed that they got it right. Uh, and I, I was I was of the opinion that I, I personally thought that the BJP would end up around this range. But I the reason why I, my my numbers were this uh, a, a little on the conservative side was because I in the Western UP where there were a lot of marginal seats. I just wasn't sure which way would go. But before people jump up and down, just take a look. 
very few axes mind they did get a few states right but they were a little off in the range and stuff but we'll go we'll give it to them that they all got the trends right at least that this was the bjp's uh, uh bjp's thing uh, uh election essentially uh that way what is interesting is now up after uh sort of um 15 years or 20 years now it's firmly a bipolar election now there are no there are bsp and congress exists in pockets right uh, so is this a first time for uttar pradesh where it's a bipolar election no uh, uh, the last time it got close to bipolar was 1989 okay <laughs> where also there were loose seat adjustments between the bjp and the janata dal i mean the bjp was like a two and a half poll something like that you know hmm. uh, but this is the first time in so many years that the top two parties, the BJP and the SP, between themselves, have seventy-five percent of the votes. That's that's an achievement for Uttar Pradesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, in a way, for the first time, it's got truly bipolar, which it never was, maybe in the last three decades, never was. Hmm, 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 hmm. So, this is interesting. Then, so basically, you're saying that this is this is sort of a watershed election for Uttar Pradesh and. Uh, now we just have to see key ultimately what um, what happens after like a few sort of election cycles but the decline of mayavati which seemed imminent is uh, is is uh, sort of you know the question is whether it's terminal or whether it's you know if mayavati can uh, uh, pause this slide but the question right now is almost that the the can we can we assume that the muslim vote this time has gone lock stock and barrel to the samajwadi party and them uh, and it's not really gone to the uh, uh, what yeah. you may call no, it. No, uh, the, the BSP. BSP. Now, that, that is absolutely the case. I mean, uh, if you look across the state, one thing that in all the pre-election uh, journalist reports, feedback from the ground, one thing was very clear is that the Muslim vote said we are one tarafa this time. Mm -hmm. So it, it's all gone to the BSP, which is also quite evident in the decline. I mean, I've seen so many assembly seat results where the BSP had Muslim candidates <coughs> and they polled 10%, 12%, which practically means maybe even the Muslims did not vote for them. <coughs> so that, that is the reality. They have gravitated to the poll, which is the best to defeat the BJP. <coughs> now, it is really upon Mayavati if she plans to survive <coughs> what she really wants to do next. <coughs> I think she's run out of ideas and imagination. She's still mm. talking only caste. She might mm. need to go above that talk IOU. She might need to talk different issues. Mm. Right? Just mm. the cadre and saying that by adding cadre, we get the master key to power. Uh, is not a formula that's going to work forever, you know? Absolutely. So, and, and then we'll come back to Uttar Pradesh, I guess, in before we wrap up. But since we are on a, a bit of a time crunch, we, we have an hour, just a little bit over an hour to discuss all the states. So from UP, I'll go to Punjab and then uh, we'll go back to Uttarakhand. Uttarakhand is a fascinating story. Punjab is a story that I don't think anyone, the, the extent of which people imagined. I mean, look at, look at, look at the, the margins. The Amadmi Party won 92 seats out of 117. BSP won one seat, but I, I have to give it a, before people think is of it as, oh, BSP making inroads. This is actually a significant decline because BSP used to win a lot more in Punjab. And this is in alliance with Shiromani Akali Dal, who actually only won three. Like the decline yeah. of Akali Dal is the scariest uh, uh, and most interesting story that we want to discuss. The reason I say scariest is because um, 
this is an punjab was a rotating thing uh, election and um, the akali dal uh, leadership comp- has completely basically capitulated so i don't know if how where the panthik parties panthik vote will go but we'll talk about that late in a second uh, 18 uh, votes went to the uh, harakiri committing punjab congress <laughs> because they went from sid amrinder singh to channi to siddhu to god knows what and the bjp got two seats now last time the bjp had one uh, and uh, one or three i think i'm i'm, I'm mistaking three. Uh, yeah three, three. sorry and <clears throat> the bjp had uh, uh, but the bjp has got still held on to the 6 to 7% vote share that it had in punjab so um, talk a little bit about punjab uh, again that 42% 42% seems to be the theme of this election aap also got 42% in punjab uh, uh, but of course th- this is what i want to point out to our viewers right this is what happens when you get 42% in a multi cornered contest you get 80 to 90% of the seats which is what happened to bjp in 2017 because bsp still had about 22% of the vote share uh, so bjp got 312 even with a lower vote share this time bjp gets 42% but it essentially is a bipolar contest so bjp uh, the nda gets about 273 seats if it was a quadrangular contest the number could have been upwards of 320 or 330 yeah yeah so yeah. so now, talk now look at this yeah see the bjp has held on to its what's very interesting it's held on to its traditional uh, uh, you know base which is upwards of amritsar so the bjp has won mukeria the bjp is one pathan court you know this is an area where the bjp has traditionally been strong however what's interesting is bjp is completely lost out in amritsar which was once its base i mean you had a senior leader like lakshmi kanta chawla winning from amritsar she is still the national vice president of bjp and uh, you know mr navjot singh siddhu went from the bjp when had also won from amritsar right now there there's been a complete washout yeah, yeah? no i i think you know uh, uh, adit you know we should as analysts also we should now start looking a little bit beyond caste there's mm. a very interesting analysis which i had done way back in 2015 and 16 mm. that states like goa and punjab are mm. very similar to delhi in terms of the income levels the extent of urbanization the mm-hmm. consumption patterns okay, mm-hmm. which makes them behave similarly so that you know in a way partially explains why outside delhi the bj ap has got votes in goa and punjab mm-hmm. they won seats in goa also right yeah. Yeah. so sort of explains that you know now yeah. what is more interesting is uh, and i think this is something uh, the bjp akali and the congress should have taken note of way back in 2017 itself the ap had already emerged as the opposition party hmm. now the easiest thing to do is to always discredit a party and say oh yeah it won some seats in the election but now there is no momentum nobody cares for the party it's over the leaders are defected i think hmm. if i look back at history adit that <laughs> is the most harebrained strategy you can have i'm using the word harebrained okay you're being very generous here <laughs> historically historically whenever a party has seized the opposition space hmm. it has always been the party in waiting either in the next election or the election that follows that correct you know even in karnataka i'll give a very interesting example uh, uh the janata dal emerged as the opposition party in 1989 hmm. 
1991 BJP took up the opposition space. Okay. Or Goa? We'll come to Goa, but same MGP and BJP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. In Karnataka, however, in spite of conquering 29 to 30 percent votes in 1991, as far as the Vidhan Sabha election mindset was concerned for the people of Karnataka. Hmm. It was the Janta Dal which was the opposition. So in 1994, <laughs> when the assembly election was held, Janta Dal came to power. BJP was still third in the vote share. Yeah. So once a party within an assembly takes the position of an opposition party, it should not be written off. Hmm. It is in a way the next waiting party in waiting to come to power in the people's mind. And with a slight anti-incumbency, people just move. And the Congress did more than that to give the people the triggers. They changed the chief ministers. They had a public squad, you know, mm. between Mr. Sidhu and uh, 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 Mr. Amrinder Singh, right? Mm. Uh, and then there was a chief minister uh, whom they said is from the Dalit community. But it appears the Dalits themselves do not rally completely behind him. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the, the, the real question is, and this is something we talked about when we dis did the podcast with Melin, that, you know, that the BJP, where it had gained was, it was not just saying that we have had token leaders here or token leaders there and so forth, right? They they have the the representation has, you know, percolated uh, in the across the communities where you had, you don't need a minister of a certain community, you have the Panth Pramok and, you know, things like that. So the community felt represented. Again, these are not, uh, I'm not giving this views. Nalin did that after a lot of research and you go back to our podcast to, you know, uh, uh, discuss this. So um, uh, uh, thank you for the comment, by the way, guys, please, uh, please, uh, please, uh, you know, keep writing to us. Uh, uh, any questions you have, we'll be happy to take in the last uh, 20 minutes of the discussion. But um, coming back to this, coming back to this, uh, uh, this the numbers, right? The Congress 23%, right? The decline is unbelievable in double digit decline. Here is what the uh, the, the story of the election is, which is the Akali Dal. The Akali Dal got about 18.4% and then 1.77 of the BSP. Now, Akalis and BJPs, this is where it flips it around, right? Akalis and BJPs used to be an alliance. BJP used to be an alliance and BJP would get close to 7 to 8%, which more or less BJP has maintained. I think if BJP was a serious, I mean, it was only a contender in five or six seats this time, you know, because of a variety of reasons. But if BJP again were to be a serious contender or if people of Punjab would have first seen how they did in the first two, the two, the 10 or 12 seats where they actually gave it a huge fight. BJP would have been upwards of seven or eight percent. But you add this BJP percent to the Akali vote and suddenly their vote share jumps over the Congress. And then yes. they become they becomes a contender in the Hindu seats of Punjab also. So yeah. uh, I think the Akali probably committed Akali's probably committed political harakiri by uh, distancing themselves from the BJP because they might have lost out on at least 10 seats because the additional Hindu vote going on a few Sikh seats and then a few Sikh votes going on the Hindu seats. Then if they had been in alliance, they probably would have crossed at least 15 or 20 in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, they, they would have. They would have. Mm -hmm. And see, what is most important to see is that Actually, the Akalis and the BJP was a very good geographic alliance. Hmm. The BJP was more stronger in the urban and Maja type of areas. The hmm. Akalis hmm. were more strong in the rural and Malwa type of areas. Hmm. 
So in a way, it was a very geographically and chemistry-wise matching alliance. Okay. Hmm. Therefore, they would have flipped the Congress to the post of opposition. Hmm. Right. Now, the, the way I see it going forward is hmm. uh, the fact that the BJP likes to be adventurous. Mm-hmm. You know, see, even in a state like Andhra Pradesh, they are not directly saying yes to the TDP. It is a TDP which is bending over backwards to say, hey, you know, we're going to have an alliance with India in 2024. It's not <laughs> the BJP which is doing that. It's very ironic. If just read the local press, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think in Punjab, you could see something similar. Given the fact that the BJP is prone to be adventurous, they mm-hmm. might still want to try it out themselves for the next one or two years to see what is the traction they can generate, mm-hmm. right? Because remember one thing, while the BJP does suffer the image of being the party which was against the farmers during the stir, Mm. right? The Akalis suffer a still more serious credibility (coughs) crisis Mm. with both the Badals losing. Mm. So, I mean, it's not that the Akalis are more, I know, better poised than the BJP to make something of this situation. Both of them are in equal trouble. Or, so, or maybe in an equally weak situation. Here is where it, here is where it gets funny. If you look at uh, if you look at uh, the Republic of Lumbi, right? I, I always call all these old stalwart seats, right? Republic of Lumbi, Prakash Singh Badal, uh, Prakash Singh Badal, who's not lost, who's uh, very uh, young, ninety eight, right? He has not. I mean, kudos to him to fight an election at this age, right? Uh, he lost. He's never lost a seat. I don't remember the last time he lost a seat. He lost the seat by ten thousand votes. Right, 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 right. That is, he lost but, yeah, and and, and twelve thousand actually. I'm, uh, I changed that. But here is here is where it gets interesting, right? Look at look at these look at these uh, look at these numbers. Sorry, this is Goa. We'll we'll look at Punjab for a. Uh, here is where it's good news for the BJP, where if you look at these few seats right here, you know, in in the Phagwada, Hoshiarpur, Gurdaspur belt, BJP has actually done like uh, gotten number two in a lot of uh, seats. I'm uh, again. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up those because election commission. You see, like Rajpura, another. So th- there are there are many many seats like this where they have a chance. I think of actually causing a bit of an upset in the next election if they actually if the cadre actually works for more. And and the BJP is known for doing that. The old RSS cadre and so forth. And another one, Jalandhar North, right? Again, all of these are relatively smaller margins, which can be overcome in an election if they actually paid. So, is this is this a time? Is the time very ripe where uh, a BJP could emerge as the opposition to the Amalmi Party after the capi- complete capitulation of the uh, 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 of the sort of Akalis. the Akalis and and the Congress's Haraki? Yeah, absolutely. See, you 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 have to always remember one thing. Uh, The BJP, uh, see, I I always say it's what always enhances the party's vote share is its spirit to fight. You know, I'll I'll even go back to a very recent uh, local self-body election, which has been completely missed in this uh, huge din, Hmm. which was the Tamil Nadu urban polls. Yeah. Right. We talked talked about this. We talked about about this. The BJP has got 5.4%, which is yeah. not great to a person who is not aware of Tamil Nadu. But even in Lok Sabha polls, the BJP would not cross three if it contested on its own. And here you are talking of a <coughs> municipal election and it's doubled the vote share. Right? Yeah. And the party has invested in a leader like Anamalai. Mm-hmm. Right? So, the key is with a 65 to 7% vote. Hmm. And 
a few seats where it was easily the runner up which means in the absence of a wave it could have actually turned in a better number mm. right if there is a focus mm. the bjp can you know look to saying that what about 12 we won in an alliance with the akalis in 2012 mm. they will say that right so then that i think that will be their calculation in trying to stick out on their own for the next one or two years that yeah. you know let's, let's see if we can we, if we can make that a little bit on our own remember one thing in a state where all the other parties are declining mm. there are going to be many rats wanting to desert the sinking ship yeah. and they are not one but two sinking ships correct <laughs> right so uh, i think and uh, bjp is uh, as i always say it was always very good to be a cut and paste party Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> so we have we have two questions Jay, uh, that have come right now. One is what was it the freebie promise in Punjab, and the second question was was BJP uh, allowed to contest that many districts of Punjab with when they were in alliance with Akali, and then yeah. you know with the Punjab Lok Congress it didn't work. Uh, if you can take those two quick questions and then we we'll yeah, move sure. on to Goa and Uttarakhand. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I I think uh, politician in India. Belong, may they belong to the BJP, the Congress, the Aadmi Party, wherever they belong. Hmm. They make a mistake in assuming that freebies help them won, win an election. There are two, two debates in this. Okay, hmm. One is, do freebies help you win an election? I, I personally believe when the mandates are so strong, people have actually made up their mind years ago hmm. that they want a change. Freebie hmm. or no freebie, the change comes. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm very clear about that. I mean, but a politician given his weakness, given the fact that he's playing a high-stakes game, goes mm. in for the bait of freebies, mm. right? Mm. And I think some of the entire the season of freebies started 30 years ago with the 2 rupees rise of NTR. Uh, mm. And I think that's that's continued unabated so far, mm. right? That's point number one. I don't think freebies help them make it even without freebies. See, if you, if you look at what people talk, people didn't talk of the freebies. If you look at the interviews before the election, the people said, Hamania universities nahi. People said, Yaar, ye bhukki aur ye uh, drug se chutkara dilane wali party ke. They're not talking. People have not talked of the freebies. That's now, right. The second thing is, yeah, the second thing is, do some of the things, and I think this is something all the parties in India, including the Bharti Janta Party, in spite of its stupendous mandate, needs hmm. to take note of. They should not write off something as a freebie. Hmm. Even Mr. Manohar Parikar in 2012 in Goa said, hmm. I will bring down the price of petrol and diesel. And he actually reduced the VAT after he won the election and substituted that with another state entry tax. Maybe. And especially with the situation, yeah. with the situation right now with the gas prices, that might be warranted. <laughs> might be warranted. So, so it is also depending on how creatively imaginative hmm. and fertile and sound the economics mm. of a party is that is putting something in a manifesto, which people call a freebie. The common people may not perceive it to be a freebie. They might think of it as a necessity. Yeah. You know, and so if there is sound economics to back it up, then that, then that is something we should welcome in a democracy. You know, yeah. I, I really wouldn't want to hold that out against the AAP. Now from the, from the serious to the facetious. Uh, I'm talking about our lovely state of Goa, which the politically it's the craziest and wildest state I uh, yeah. I have seen. <laughs> Here we go. go yeah. Goa had more players 
<laughs> then yeah. seats in some uh, for some parties right <laughs> in some seats i mean uh, um, who who is this? look at the pie chart and the absolute madness of goa can you can you please explain to our viewers our listeners <laughs> why goa is such a insane no, I, state? I, I, I and why is it why is it our favorite state like politically yeah, I, probably I, I, one of the favorite state favorite states to uh, analyze I, i tell you one thing i tell you one thing yeah. democracy is empowering okay this is a very laden statement that i'm making mm. okay mm. the more smaller the constituencies you have in a say, state yeah you know it's it's like uh, saying that you have that many more mini republics in your own language yeah, yeah. or exactly. republics okay <laughs> now given that the size of the republic is smaller to manage yeah. it is therefore that much more easy to manage the smaller size of funds needed to emerge in the republic so that's point number yeah. one point number two uttarakhand also has small seats uh, uh, smaller seats and it also yeah. had the problem of uh, a huge number of parties till a couple of years ago yeah. what makes goa different yeah it's a fact that this is a coastal state with mm. its own industrial base yeah which means beat mining beat smaller industries <clears throat> there's already a lot of small economic engines in place so you know to put it to put it in a silicon valley parlance therefore a lot of venture fund and venture capital is already available <laughs> <laughs> who's who's venture and who's capital will 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 wait to see that <laughs> but so but here, therefore no no so so you know are to just take it so simple forward simply forward the corollary with lot yeah. of with if, if you know if there's a market overflowing with venture fund and venture capital you're going to see a lot of startups however unprofitable they are <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And and here is where the madness in Goa takes place. Even after so many combination, others get nineteen and a half percent of the vote. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So so absolutely. So these are the private <clears throat> equity firms. They are they are all like they they are the private equity firms. So let's let's start with let's start with the established established player, right? The Oracle's yeah. IBM and the HP of Goa. Uh, yeah. uh, and please don't sue me for all these are only jokes guys so you yeah, have the bjp bjp congress and the maharashtrawadi gomantak party the old score. so bjp with 33% congress again declining because the congress vote ostensibility has ostensibly has gone to the uh, trinamool congress and uh, the trinamool congress combined which is the maharashtrawadi pa- gomantak party and uh, tmc yeah. and amadmi party right so yeah. explain why the congress was not able to do bjp is holding on to its base of 30 35% in goa yeah no actually it's very interesting i mean if i may just uh, put water down on the whole discussion mm. i would say goa was a very static election mm. if you look at the bjp's performance from the first time manohar parikar got them 21 seats in 2012 right now they are at 20 seats the mm. bjp's vote share at that time was 34% mm. okay then uh, that is 34.68 to be precise in 2017 it uh, went down by a tad 2% to 32.48 right and now they are back to something like 33 mm. right so it's practically meaning that the bjp is not in now now when they first won Okay, that thirty-four point six in two thousand twelve. Out mm. of twenty-one BJP winners, seven were Catholics. Mm. Okay, so which means 
in spite of bjp doing everything after 2017 that is getting a majority of catholic mlas to its side mm. right which it did to consolidate power in the assembly mm. and the vote share is still 33 or 34% 33.3 it means that sam dam dandabher the best hindu catholic coalition that the bjp can build in goa has a vidhan sabha saturation of 34% it's not going beyond that so mm-hmm. in a way from two, 2012 when manohar parikar first started his uh, uh, south goa and catholic mobilization to get the 21 seat majority because that the bjp never got a majority in goa right mm-hmm. till now it's 34% with the same chemistry the same alliance okay mm-hmm. so in a way the election hasn't changed the ground hasn't changed mm-hmm. look at the congress go back to the congress in 2017 mm-hmm. the congress has about 28% of the vote mm-hmm. okay. now you have if you account for the aam aadmi party is 5% <laughs> you again have 23 plus 5 which is 28 yeah, yeah. so practically nothing is changed on that side also yeah <laughs> so what has in effect only changed in goa is hmm. that between the mgp hmm. and the players whom we call the private equity players the independents <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the aam aadmi party has squeezed in to make some space with 7% of the vote correct and if you look at the last election this is 2017 right see india mein people people analyze elections with very uh, uh, seat specific purposes if you see aam aadmi party already had 6.5% of the 6.3% so for to go from 6.3 to 7 and especially in a few catholic seats it was not very hard for them right so that they, they that's why they they got a few the most interesting thing is congress had 28 and then maharashtra wadi gomantak at 11.3% Yeah. So the MGP has actually lost out because of their alliance with the Trinamool Congress. They won three seats last time with eleven percent, and this time they are down to seven and seven point six percent. Now yeah. again, those the Dhawlikar brothers will always win from two seats because you know Satrap Valley effect. And uh, this time, actually, BJP had a lot of uh, old sort of face. And in Goa, and I, we, I did a podcast on this. Uh, Jay and I did for Mind Makers, and Kushan and I did for his uh, the Charvak podcast as well. The the madness in goa is on another level like everyone is everywhere there were so many ex chief ministers contesting this time that i lost count and there is a part from 1983 to 1999 where there are like 12 uh, 13 or like god knows how many chief ministers right yeah. uh, uh, and that is along with presidency the the most interesting thing is the goa forward party mr vijay sardesai's party whom uh, when he joined with the bjp rajdeep sardesai famously had a very angry meltdown how can vijay sardesai join the bjp in the goa forward party last time had three seats with 3.5% now i think only he himself is one with one seat yeah uh, yeah fatorda 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 yeah so that's what i said the squeezing has happened there the mgp the goa forward the smaller independence that's where the squeezing has happened they've given some space to the aap there right but ideally the bjp and the congress it's a very static election if you look at it they've maintained mm. their database i mean they've maintained yeah, yeah. the as it is absolutely and 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 uh, one last thought on goa for the shiv sena because shiv sena decided that it is going to fight the goa elections uh, and uh, got a grand total across seats of 1000 votes <laughs> 1026 votes 
so I, I mean this, this is the sad part right of the sena like sanjay rao and and the funniest thing was uh, uh, i think in uttar pradesh like some of the uh, some of the candidate list i think they 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 uh, they fought in like 10 or 15 like and somewhere they had like close to like 12 votes i mean not 12 sorry 22 votes or hundreds in hundreds and things like that it was it was very bad it was very uh, uh, yeah. and and it, they said this sena got like sena candidates got less than 100 votes in kortalim kwepem vasco de gama and sankulim 55 66 71 and 99 i mean this is kind of very sad yeah, 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 you have to just understand one thing understand one thing huh. uh, the sena stands for marathi asmita Mm-hmm. And the contest is more symbolic than a uh, real stakes election. No, but but uh, the, but the reason you know, I'll tell you the reason why I brought one thing sorry. that the Maharashtravadi Gomantak Paksh the MGP's full form is Maharashtravadi Gomantak. So <laughs> yes. it was a Gomantak Paksh which is seeking merger with Maharashtra. <laughs> no, and it was very interesting. They won the election. Mm. Okay. So they said the natural recourse now is we have a majority in the assembly and uh, we have. contested on the plank of merging with maharashtra however they said let's have a referendum and in the referendum they lost they said we want to be independent as goa right so the key is that uh, there is still that maharashtra merger sentiment there which is a very yeah. valid sentiment there it was historically a part of maharashtra yeah and the sena therefore contests out of that thing it's it's not necessarily a numbers contest it's no, a contest that expresses that one part of maharashtra which should have been here but the reason i brought up sena was because i think this time they did an alliance with ncp unlike unlike uh, the post poll this is a pre poll alliance with ncp and ncp had one one seat last time this time they got a zero so <laughs> after they found an ally they ended up doing worse than they did last time so but but all these uh, all these fly no, no, by night you, you have to remember one thing uh-huh. be it, other than the bjp and the congress hmm. rest are all uh, you know self blossoming amoeba like growing growing as we split and splitting as we grow private equity players amiba <laughs> <laughs> like i i love that description uh, splitting as we grow and growing as we split amiba uh, they like i mean so all this private equity players like like the amibas and uh, the party symbols are uh, merely incidental you know it's okay Incident. incidentally i have that party ओह अच्छा आज अब आप इस पार्टी में हैं सो इट्स इट्स लाइक द टू सीट्स दैट एनसीपी ऑलवेज गेट्स इन गुजरात विथ लाइक लॉट ऑफ कलरफुल ऑपरेटर्स बॉस की आजेश पटेल एंड देन समटाइम्स कंदल जाडेजा आल्सो सो uh see this is what happens when you get two gujaratis we'll get into nitigities of gujarat also but we can promise you one thing j analysis zyada detail mein gujarat election aur himachal ke liye hoga we plan to make this a a very uh, uh, regular recurring feature so Absolutely. you know write to us guys what you think and um, uh, i think we got we got an excellent question on uh, shekhar gupta's column about uh, regional sub uh, uh, subnationalism and stuff but i'll take that question after we are done uh, uh, analyze in uttarakhand and manipur because uh, it's it's a broader question and i think it needs to be answered so let's let's uh, guys please keep uh, writing questions we'll see we, we can see them and then we'll take them as we've got a couple of questions on twitter also but here is the uttarakhand and uttarakhand is the most stunning result because since uttarakhand was formed in 2000 no party has ever retained power and bjp did everything it could to jeopardize its chances this time by changing chief ministers there were candidate issues um, 
so many issues right and congress unlike other states has a solid 35% 38% 35 to 40% base there in uttarakhand but what a crazy result where both the uh, incumbent chief minister and the challenger individually they lost yet bjp got 44 plus percent uh, after mr dhami losing swept to power with 47 seats right last time they had 56 and all of us like my numbers we our numbers were closer to 40 right but in the last yeah. sort of phase where they had gotten a swing like a 5 to 6 uh, vote I, i had no doubt in my mind that bjp was coming back but the extent almost a 6% jump is quite stunning yeah no no absolutely now i think what you really have to note here is that the congress okay uh those were the days before 2017 when both the parties would alternate power and both of them would have vote shares in the sub 35 territory 32 33 31 34 yeah those were the sort of vote shares and the gaps 2 to 3% that you had for the first time you're seeing the congress still stuck around the 35 territory right but one party the bjp going past at uh, at 44 okay and other if you treat 2017 as an exception the party has also managed to cross the 40% vote share as after you know after being for 5 years in power i think i think that that is fascinating now you we have to remember one thing here uh it is not to you know draw very parochial comparisons or something but in states that do not have an advanced industrial base mm-hmm. right uh, a lot of the dole and the welfare economics really works and yeah. the fact that it is done effectively really pays electoral dividends mm-hmm. right so they say that this is basically a postal and a remittance economy mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. which means it uh, the stronger the state delivery mm-hmm. that much more likelihood of the incumbent to be voted back to power and yeah, the yeah. strong state delivery is what the bjp actually specialized in the post 2014 era here is, here is a controversial thing though the incumbent here is not the chief ministers of uttarakhand but the prime minister narendra modi <laughs> this is a vote for mr narendra modi because if you in no state are you going to change chief ministers a year or year and a half before election the only person who almost managed it for bjp is colonel bhuvanchand khanduri Yeah, yeah, almost managed it. Almost Sorry, managed not Colonel. I think Major. major if I, I, I mistake, is Major. Uh, major Bhuvan Chandra B C Khanduri. And the yeah. sad part was he got 30, the BJP got thirty one seats. Congress got thirty two. The one seat Congress got extra was Mr. Khanduri's own seat. No, <laughs> even this time it is Mr. Uh, Dhami who has lost from Khatima. Why? No, that's what I was saying. So that tradition has continued, but but yeah. this time BJP made sure they get forty six others <laughs> or forty seven others rather than thirty one others last time. And this Absolutely. is the difference between Mr. Modi being the Prime Minister and that time the BJP being out of government uh, in, in the national uh, election. But uh, but but let's let's see one thing I wanted to show you right guys BSP is down to four point eight BSP used to get eleven percent in Uttarakhand eleven to twelve percent vote share they used to get one time they got eight seats or seven seats in Uttarakhand and and another decline is complete irrelevance of the Uttarakhand Kranti Dal the party that dominated the, they they were the Maharashtra Vadi Govantak Party of Uttarakhand 
where they yeah. would get your one or two seats or two or three seats. But this is the first election since Uttarakhand was formed where they've not they've drawn a complete blank. As I that, said, as I said, unlike Goa, there are no economic engines and there's no private equity available here. <laughs> yeah. But let me let's okay, guys, and this is what I want to show. Look at the margins, right? Now, like now in Punjab and Uttar, Uttar Pradesh, we were saying okay, this is these are the margins of Goa, and then I'll switch to Uttarakhand. Look at the margins: 318. One, 1820 the uh, Dr. Chandrakan Shetty wins as an independent and MGP loses, correct? I mean, 2000. In Go in the parlance of Goa, right, uh, the uh, 5,000 votes, 10,000 votes is a humongous margin, right? Same yeah. for Uttarakhand. I mean, this Pori, I'm like, uh, Vishwadi Trani is Mrs. Vishwadi, this is his wife. Um, winning by 13,000 is a huge uh, thing. Panaji is the most interesting one, I think. Where Utpal Parikar lost, but Utpal Parikar came number two as an independent. By just now, now the 716 votes. 700 votes. I mean, and, uh, it, it is sorry. I mean, I believe he really worked hard. He did, uh, no, really but a lot of no, RSS cadre backed him. That is my thing. If you actually listen to Mr. Babush Monserrat, uh, you know, he goes by Babush, by the way. I'm not making this name up. You can look it up. Uh, he was disappointed. He was mad after the election that Utpal, uh, Utpal can disclose. But clearly, I think this is him putting his hat in the ring that the next time there is an election in Goa or maybe even uh, a member of parliament election is there in Goa, he legitimately tried hard to win. I mean, this is... Uh, a lot of Goans, angry uh, Goans, and the reason I say angry Goans is a lot of BJP leaning Goans privately have told me that they were not very happy with the induction of, uh, you know, the Monserrats within the BJP family. Now, you know, they, that's their position, whatever it is. The, uh, the part, the fact is the Monserrats have won and uh, Utpal Parikar came very close to getting, um, you know, that. But look at how many places the MGP came number two. Now, MGP and BJP were similar sort of thing, but in Paranam, Ponda, uh, you know, Kwepem, MGP, you know, Priol, MGP and BJP seem to be fighting. And like, this no, is no, unbelievable. No, no, no. Kwepem, Ponda, Priol, these are all the North Goa seats that were no. traditional Hindu seats. Ha, tradition. No, but I'm saying that Congress is not, not in question. Na. I'm saying Congress, the, that is the decline of the Congress. No, 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 no. You have to see it like this. Yeah. A section of the Congress vote went away and broke and went away to AAP. The MGP and the AAP had an alliance. So hmm. in a way, the subtle Congress anti-BJP vote has gone to the MGP candidate here. That is the reason in spite of MGP putting up good fights in so many seats, its overall vote share is still 7.8. Hmm. Hmm. So here, it, here the MGP is actually representing the anti-BJP Congress vote in these Hindu seats. That's the hmm. right way to put it. Hmm. So, so basically you are saying that there are but in the Christian belt of Goa, in the Christian belt is where you have seen uh, uh, Aam Admi Party and them uh, 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 do sort of better, right? And, and that is the that is the uh, thing. So similarly, if I if I were to go like if I if I, if I were to just quickly show you uh, the Aam Admi Party, I think won uh, uh, the Velim seat. That's what I was going. Yeah. And but look at the margin: 169 votes. These are the these are the margins of Goa. Always, you know. Yeah, yeah, always, always. So let's go to Uttarakhand similarly, and then we'll jump to Manipur. 
uh, Uttarakhand again similar. Look at this, 127. There are a few. You know, you'll have the Haldwani, Haridwar, Dehradun Belt, where you have the uh, very uh, huge margins of 10,000, 12,000 votes, yeah. but still very uh, relatively smaller compared to Uttar Pradesh, right? 10,000, yeah. 15,000. Haridwar again, like I said, 15,000. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> Haldwani again, uh, Sumit Hridesh. So they gave, I think, in the, this is Indira Hridesh's son, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. and this was her seat so uh, but 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 what it's fascinating right harish rawat lost by a humongous margin right i thought they would give a safe seat to harish rawat or maybe it was they thought of it as a safe seat and mr rawat still lost and yeah. um, here is the funniest analysis i heard that priyanka gandhi and harish rawat uh, tried to win one seat and ended up losing two because Priyanka and Harish Rawat, Priyanka was in, uh, uh, focused in uh, Uttar Pradesh for the Congress. Harish Rawat was uh, focused in Uttarakhand, but both of them also went to Punjab as in charges or appointed uh, in charges and make sure Mr. Abhinder is uh, undermined. Uh, Siddhu comes in with his, uh, you know, Thoko Tali uh, attitude, then becomes the president, then resigns. Then, then yeah. re is reinstated as the president. Ultimately, Channi uh, becomes the thing, and Sidhu refuses to campaign. And I mean, this is the most maddest of thing. I, I think the uh, comedy show that Mr. Sidhu is a judge on Kapil Sharma show probably should just do a skit on what happened <laughs> to Mr. Sidhu or what he managed to do to the Congress in Punjab. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, it's you know we have to take care of one thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, and this is for our viewers. See, a serious politician is a serious politician hmm. okay uh, a zelensky becomes a great president when he really faces a war and a bomb on his head hmm. but till then maybe he is zelensky the comedian hmm. you know that's a lesson for all indian politicians as well <laughs> interesting oh, and if someone is a serious politician and becomes a comedian then that's a uh, that's it's a no, no, no. No, it's, then you know it goes back to I mean a little serious talk, but it goes back to what Krishna says in the Gita hmm. that better your own dharma than the dharma of somebody else. So wow. you need to realize in the right time whether you are having the dharma of a comedian or the dharma of a politician. In twenty-five seconds, and then stick to that dharma. In twenty-five seconds, you've gone from uh, Goa, Uttarakhand to Zelensky to Krishna, Gita, and Navjot Siddhu. I mean, uh, viewers, I know you're still with us. I can see it, but thank you for staying with us. But we'll we'll come back with such you know fascinating insights, Jay. Um, uh, going to Manipur, right? This is the last date, and again, the most no BJP had never. Ever come to power in Manipur. This yeah. is the first time uh, that Dandar last usually time, they had, last to... time they, they had lesser seats. The Congress was quite close to power. They had 28 on 60. Uh, this time, time the Congress is so far away from power that they have lesser seats than Janta Dal United. And yes, this is the same Janta Dal United that Nitish Kumar is a part of. How can you please explain how did Congress get less seats than JDU? No, again, I think Northeast is a complete candidate-based election. Yeah. You know, like almost, it's it's Goa to the extreme. You know, the party symbol is incidental. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, it's okay, yeah. I got a party symbol. So, yeah. and uh, it's very funny. Northeast, typically, again, uh, we have to always understand the economic structures. These are not states with a huge industrial and tax collection base of their own. Mm. So, right from the candidate downwards, they would prefer to be well aligned with a party that is already in power at the center. Mm. So once you're in power at the center, walking your way through a northeastern state becomes much easy. The Congress had that privilege for decades and decades. Decades and decades. Mm. Now the Bharti Janta Party is enjoying that privilege. 
But I think that is the that is the biggest indicator, na, that BJP is now become the default party of governance and the biggest national poll around which the results evolve. That the whole, whole stock, lock, stock and barrel would go uh, to them, right? So then you have Cookie People's Alliance, which is essentially a tribal uh, formation focusing on yeah. certain tribal seats, right? But uh, again, a lot of independents will win in the Northeast and smaller states that we've seen, right? Maybe that's why we yeah, should yeah, have smaller constituencies. The National People's Party is already their alliance partner in Meghalaya. With whatever fiction they have, they're already the alliance partner. No, but that's what I'm saying. That Congress, which is established in the state, where uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Ibobi Singh, I think he won three elections in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he uh, ensured that them and Biren Singh, of course, was within the footballer, within the thing, and who who very proudly said that. This is my second greatest achievement. First greatest was when I won the gold medal for India and stuff. So he's a fascinating character, uh, right? And um, but you have the complete capitulation that the people in Manipur don't even see Congress uh, as a state party, right? Now Congress is being seen as a very regional party, and uh, people are ready to vote for the Janata Dal United and the National People's Party, which is actually a party of another state. This is like Shiv Sena uh, coming to Gujarat and winning ten seats. Yeah, right. I mean, no, essentially, now no, if you look at all these parties, the JDU is yeah. in power in Bihar, hmm. uh, NPF in Nagaland, uh, NPP in Manipur. So, as I said, you know, uh, going back to the Silicon Valley principle, you know, wherever capital finds its buyers, it just makes its place. <laughs> They've no, just made no. their place. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, guys, we are getting close to the last sort of bit of it. Please, guys, write to us in the comments. I know you have a lot more comments, but I'll, here's a couple of questions I can. I can only flash the, the questions we got on YouTube on here. The Twitter questions, unfortunately, I'm not able to. Um, one of the questions is, what do you make of Shekhar Gupta's most recent, recent column, which seems to uh, advocate a solved balkanization of India? Now, uh, I'm not a fan of, uh, personally, I'm not a fan of Shekhar's column, uh, that column. Uh, I don't know if balkanization is a word I would use. I think more more likely than not, I think the advocacy seems to be that uh, what the sometimes the DMK does or sometimes what the Telugu Desam does, right? Like, no, 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 no. no, no. Uh, Adit, we need to call yeah. out a couple of things here. Yeah. See, uh, uh, the analysts and the narrative setters, you know, need to yeah. maintain the same standard of argument. Mm -hmm. When they talk of the past and the present. Yeah. When they talk of the DMK and the TDP, they talk of they talk of it in terms of progressive regionalism. Exactly. Their welfare models. But when yes. North Indian regional parties take the same space, they start calling it balkanization. Mm. I mean, this this hypocrisy must be given up. Hmm. Right, so there, there is nothing like Balkanist. Are Baba? These are the same people who constituted your Janta Party and Janta Dal. It's just that now they find it more comfortable to be on their own. I mean, they hmm. are the same dynasty, the same children, grandchildren, the same Loya Parivar. Everything is same. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So why, why call it with the term Balkanization? No, no, no. I think the the, the I don't think that the term the what our um, what our viewer was saying was 
is can we interpret this as a soft balkanization and i was like i don't think it is i think what they were saying is ki divide it along this line so i think it's a very knee-jerk uh, not uh, i think the question is very important but i think shekhar's column is a very knee-jerk reaction but there is also a sort of a, fr- a frustrated uh, reaction amongst a lot of other people because i think shekhar understood the power of hindu word and the other people have not introduced uh, understood yet why you know uh, the hindu word is essentially what's leading the bjp to a victory now we have a second question on uh, i think with will the bjp import leaders in punjab like it has done in bengal and assam to start a new long term strategy i think there will I be, right? be i i i wouldn't be surprised see even okay. before the election we've had dhinsas and lot of other people coming into the bjp right i mean amrinder singh <laughs> for, for god sake so, yeah so i i i i i i quite feel many more people will come in based on vulnerability and uh, the bjp as i said for the next one or two years uh, my guess is my guess is that they would be at their adventurous best over there <laughs> No, but <laughs> this is a very Shekhar Gupta type term, adventurous best, right? Uh, I think no, I think probably you're right. But uh, the real question, what he was trying to ask, I, I believe, is will it work long term, right? And I don't think that is going to work long term. That can work currently to get you like that 15-20 seats to become a very serious player, right? And so one of the questions we got on Twitter, by the way, Shatrughan Sinha has now joined the Trinamool Congress today. So that wow. is the. we didn't even know and i was joking ke matlab ke shatrughan sinha has gone from uh, he was in bjp of course first but then since 2014 he has been jumping up and down so he went to congress in 2019 then to trinamool congress and i don't know if punam sinha his wife is still with the samajwadi party because she had gone to the sp to fight a, a, a thing so yeah. um, uh, uh, i i don't know acha this is a very funny question will rahul gandhi resign <laughs> yes how will it affect bjp <laughs> well 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 let, let me let without without naming portals websites yeah. news channel even the most pro congress ones are saying you know yeah there will be loyalists to defend the party in the end and the gandhi shall remain yeah. so now Uh, but when even media houses and outlets with that bent of mind are using this language yeah uh, there's nothing that remains with me to say exactly <laughs> and now we've got a plethora of questions so i'm i'm keeping them I'm, how much of anti bjp space can aam aadmi party take over from the congress and how fast can it this actually jay comes up very relevant question yeah and this is uh, our good friend mohal is asking that question and this is also uh, uh, this is also relevant to the gujarat polls and to what we are seeing in urban sort of india and this is second i, I question. think i think eventually the aam aadmi party will take over the congress space uh, if you simply go by data in the not space, everywhere though no not every, but but slowly uh, this is going to be the uh, the vulture which will be feasting on the cops that's very clear <laughs> I'm, I'm very clear about this. Yeah. So, so <laughs> this. So, uh, but see, there are two municipal polls that I really see uh, very importantly. One is the uh, Chandigarh municipal polls, and mm. the other is Surat. Mm. Right. In both the places, they have taken votes from the BJP and in Surat <laughs> from the Congress. <laughs> so I do see AP taking that space. it's not going to displace the congress today maybe it's 15 years 20 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. but clearly ap is poised to be the new center party in india i'm, I'm I, i think i'm very clear about that it's only and only because it has an agenda which is going beyond parochialism hmm. 
Unfortunately, most of the other parties are still viewed as parochial. I mean, look at the efforts Trinamool is making to become a non-Bengali national party. I mean, where has it gone? It didn't even win a seat in Goa. Yeah. With all the song and dance. Yeah. Right? So, every party aspires. Hmm. This person, this party has got the brand equity for it. None of them have and got I think the after, No, and after losing the election, and uh, see, there is another vote also, the urban vote, right? Because when you talk about freebies and a lot of rural votes, the urban vote sometimes becomes open and uh, open for grabbing, right? So will it will it grab that? We don't know, but that seems to be uh, a possibility of that happening. But no, uh, I, I, I simply say that because of one thing. Yeah. See, India's economy is turning non-agricultural. Political parties need to realize that they need to have a narrative for this portion of the economy. Hmm. And Mr. Kejriwal currently is the only player in that space who's having a narrative for that portion of the economy. And it and it helps that Rahul Gandhi cover it. And it helps that Rahul Gandhi is not resigning, right? So quickly answer that question. Will will the Gandhi's resigning affect the BJP? I personally don't think so because I think BJP is embedded I, I, I now. think the Congress nay, the Congress has already hit another. Not more damage to be done. Nothing more damage has to be done. No, I'll, I'll tell you where it will affect. Where it will affect a little bit is there are 200 seats or 180 seats in India where there is a straight contest between BJP and Congress. And if the if the Gandhis continue to uh, uh, come to power or continue to stay in power in the Congress leadership, the BJP will continue to win a majority of those seats. So whether contestants come or not, we don't know. Uh, this is the absolute last question, guys, and then we'll have to uh, wrap up. But any predictions for the BMC polls, Jay? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No. I'm, I'm, I'm not done polls. I'm not making. Other that one, if you want, you can hazard a guess. I personally think it's still going to be a neck and neck fight between the BJP and Sena in some states. The the real debate will be if the Sena manages to get a strategic understanding with NCP and Congress or not. If they don't and if it's a four-cornered contest, then it's anyone's game. But the Sena is not down and out. For all the jokes we make about the Sena, the Sena has actually gained a lot of ground in Maharashtra and sustained a lot of its support base in Mumbai. So that's what uh, would you agree with that at least, Jay? That it has sustained yeah, yeah. its support. It, it has sustained. It has sustained. Right. So okay. Before we wrap up, one last look at the electoral. One last look at the electoral map. This is this is what has changed in India right now. The BJP has become the dominant party nationally. It, it already was, but in Uttar Pradesh, it has just consolidated. Two hundred and fifty-five seats on its own. Uh, decline from last time, but last time you had. 300 plus result. So this is a phenomenal result. Uh, and then uh, you have the Samajwadi party becoming the second poll, you know, getting about with their alliance, getting 35% to place to about 40 to 43%. So about a clear 7-8% gap, uh, almost a Gujarat level result where you have a 7-8% gap. But then this time you also have a BSP, which gets 12. Who knows the BSP and Congress might form an alliance last time, <laughs> next time. <laughs> just no, 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 but no, no. I was just thinking of it before our discussion and frankly, they don't have a choice. Yeah, it will be it will be the fifteen percent fifteen percent rule because the, that is the cephalogists call it the fifteen percent rules that once you get the, to a critical mass of fifteen percent vote, you get more seats than what you actually uh, can get. That you get that cascading effect in that. Absolutely. From UP to Punjab, where Ahmadmi Party has completely uh, dominated the scene, getting ninety plus uh, seats. And uh, uh, the, everyone else is like 23, 20%. The Congress is at 23. Uh, Akali Dal and BSP are at 20. And BJP is at 6 to 7%. Uh, 
moving from punjab to goa which is uh, the maddening state of goa where you have a proper pie chart like it could it could be a mathematical pie chart where everybody has some of the pie and bjp getting the largest share of the pie 33%. it's a proper rainbow it's a proper rainbow Pro- proper, proper <laughs> rainbow uh, attribute to goa that the most colorful pie chart comes from goa and then manipur which says i am not far behind i can provide some color too <laughs> yeah which with, with you know all these uh, uh, formations going apparently shiv sena also contested manipur <laughs> this is the this is the funniest thing ever 0.3% of the vote and then lastly uttarakhand uh, the hilly state which which uh, which gives which gives the most interesting uh, results uh, it's taking a little uh, while maybe we 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 completely crashed the election commission of india servers it's taking a while to load the uttarakhand results but basically bjp winning 47 seats um, in uttarakhand like we discussed so closing comments jay before we wrap up this discussion uh, i think one thing is very clear two things are very clear hmm. first if a party is professing that a welfare state is the way to go uh, an efficient welfare state works for them hmm. second uh, and as i said that's what the ap represents that there is a huge section which is aspiring for a change which has moved into new economics of its own hmm. and uh, that is a threat to all the established parties the bjp and the congress and the hmm. threat is come it's here at their doorstep the earlier they both realize it the better for them I have to le- uh, I have to show this very funny prediction where one of our viewers made is like Raj Thakre should be the mayor of Mumbai. <laughs> so Raj Thakre has gone from the uh, organizer of Mr. Listen, Michael listen, Jackson. Listen, listen, listen. I'm all for this as long as he keeps his promise that he'll wave off all the tolls entering Mumbai. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go. Even Raj Thakre has gone from organizing the Michael Jackson Lata Mangeshkar concerts to uh, to becoming the kingmaker of Maharashtra for six weeks in uh, or six months in 2009, where he managed to flip a few seats because of polling, taking a few votes away from Sena BJP, to now being in contention to become the mayor of Mumbai. Yeah. I mean, the, his decline has been spectacular. Like the the interviews he used to. give right and his language and god knows what so who knows what will happen to raj thakre but if if something if something if he does do something um, uh, extraordinary or something funny we'll be here to talk about it uh, jay thank you so much for joining uh, this has thank been a fascinating you. discussion thank, thank you for all our viewers listeners who stayed with us and to all of those who you guys you guys are going to stream it later or listen to it on soundcloud please write to us please let us know what you think about our podcast we'll be back soon with more um, discussions on the assembly elections on state elections national elections and the impact on this uh, comments likes share subscribe you can please like the window share this video on your uh, social media and subscribe to mind makers uh, i know we've had way more viewers than subscribers so please we need to get our subscribers count up so we can do more of these with you we can get more experts we can do more analysis but till then, then um, it's goodbye from jay and i we'll be back soon with this thank you so much for joining in thanks thanks pleasure